good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Please delete when you need to. This is the Material Podcast, episode <laughs> number 441. I always forget what Andy usually says in the beginning. Andy Anatko, our co-host, who's here with me. So I ad-libbed. I tried something. I did the flow version. Yeah, see, see, it's it's embarrassing. People get embarrassed, like when they work on television or whatever, and there's actually like on the teleprompter there is, and and hey, and hey, Mary, how are you doing this morning? And Mary is the co-host of the morning show since like for the past eighteen years. But the thing is, you never know if like the more the moment comes and you're suddenly the phrase, "Hey, welcome to the show. Hope you had a good week." Andy is with us as always. And like, oh. That's completely out of my mind. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I have when I when I when I'm I on get the, it even with you and me though on Google Meet and just like on Audacity, like this is not live. This is going to a second hand at a later time. I hope our editor felt my secondhand embarrassment <laughs> through this recording. I'm I'm sure Jim also has a filter to make make us all sound like confident, assured, and and steady. <laughs> what we all want even? we all want to want to want to want to hear, sound uh, like uh, weeknight local news anchors in 1974 to 19, 1978. No later than 1983, when producers decided to try to zazz up the 6 p.m. newscast. No. Natalie Jacobson, Chet Curtis <laughs> of, of 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 WCVB in Boston. They were they were your anchors. You they were the rock of six p.m. Those no matter were the what. Days. Yes, those were the days. Yeah. Uh, well, we have a lot to talk about today. That is just as just as dizzying as the way that I introduced us to the podcast today. Google dropped some new features on us out of nowhere this week. I feel like maybe it wasn't out of nowhere if I was really paying attention to the rumors, but we're, we're going to talk about that later. It's just so much. Yeah. I just got really exhausted actually just telling you all that we're about to talk. No, about. No, I, I, I'm, I'm totally <laughs> with you. This has been, this has been the sort of week where like, yeah, I mean, I do a it's, lot so of tired. I, I do a lot of shows in which, like, you're I, on. A, usually, I'm really, really grateful that okay, I'm on the air on Thursday. Something really new and fresh and interesting and vital dropped on Tuesday or Wednesday. That's great because now it feels like it's fresh and it's new. I'm not talking about something that's two weeks old. And then sometimes it's like, oh, I actually had like two or three stories lined up that were pretty much already to go, and now I have to read. 60 to 70 pages of very technical That's research papers and learn about oh and also and it's so a- distracting you can you can't get anything done yeah i just i'm i'm so distracted i got distracted by something else which we're also going to talk about in today's show so that's <laughs> that's the teaser for today's show but yes. before we get into it we have to warm up um <clears throat> andy and i are doing the podcast very late because uh, this week i had some journalist business to attend to on the usual night that we are recording <laughs> so thank you for sticking with us but the good news is that because we waited a day this week to record we have so much juicy stuff to get through but we cannot start a podcast without without getting a little bit of things off of our chests, our respective chests. And so yes. I want to give I want to give you Andy the podium because, you know, this is our friend time to talk, 
to grape. This is this is my this is my time to basically mm-hmm. ruin everybody else's uh, commute to work or commute after work or their their morning walk. Uh, you've probably you maybe you're on your walk and much as I have done when I go on my morning or afternoon walk, I will see puppies. And there's sunlight, and I'm happy, but then you get to hear me griping about stuff. I'm sorry, but it's it's relevant, and I, I hope that you will find it entertaining. Now, first of all, I kind of want to take back something I said last week when I was complaining about oh, something that Google changed. Correction. Yes. I said that uh, I was complaining about how Google changed the way that the uh, bookmarks mechanism in Chrome worked so that you no longer get a pop-up menu to select, hey, where do you, what folder in your bookmarks do you want this new bookmark to go into? And as a result, I was, I felt like I was forced to just dump everything into one big master folder and then just sort it later on because I could not, I have so many folders and subfolders in my bookmarks directory that mm-hmm, I can't like- same. Here, here is the text stuff for November, and in that subfolder, the stuff specifically for NPR versus the stuff that's specifically for materials. Like I can't because they they hid that now, and you no, know, you have to you have to open up a window and look through the entire hierarchy. It was way way too bad. Okay, I I was incorrect about that. It is I was it was true in terms of what the interface looks like. However, if you uh, there's a there's like sort of an HTML like. Uh, link button underneath uh, the uh, underneath the the bookmark that seems to say scream out hey click this to choose what folder it goes into and that's what brings up the really complicated thing but if you ch- click on another button underneath then that actually reveals a pop-up menu that i don't know why that's not just evident there in front of you so it's just one extra click so okay that's fine but if you work at google and you think that i'm that you're back that i'm you're, that you're back in my good graces you're, you're wonderful people, I'm sure. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm not, this is not about you. This is about what some people who work for your company do to mess me up. Okay. So now this, now I'm here to complain Jeez. about a change they made to the Android TV edition of YouTube. Now, one of the things I like about YouTube, particularly if you're, particularly as a premium subscriber, so I, I don't get, I don't get harassed by any of the ads. That's one of the bit bad things, but fine. I don't get to see ever. I often define YouTube as, wow, Everything I don't like about Netflix and Hulu and a lot of these other streaming services I le- uh, is not present in YouTube. But recently, like last week, they adopted something I really, really loathe about Netflix, where if you put something on pause, now the normal behavior that I'm used to for years and years and years on my Android TV, on both of my big TVs, is that it'll wait, it'll freeze the frame, it'll wait patiently for a certain amount of time, but then it will go into my uh, my Android TV or Google TV screensaver, which in my case is a Google Photos library, uh, Google Photos album of thousands of handpicked curated pieces of art that I've come across right. on the internet that I love, and so that means that like when I usually usually the screensaver kicks in because I started watching YouTube videos just to get my butt like you know, in the seat and with a laptop in my, in my lap. And now I'm actually starting to actually do work, but now out of the corner of my eye, I'm seeing beautiful pieces of art. That's great. What they've done to it now is that, and this is, I I realize, I realize that I'm writing a story here that may not be true, but somebody made the argument that, but the thing is, if we kick it into the screensaver, we are giving people an opportunity to not be watching YouTube when we should be using that prime real estate, that enormous 55-inch TV in Andy's living room to help to sell him on other videos that he's not in any way interested in. And so now 
like it'll 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 go to like a poster frame of the video after a certain amount of pause and then it'll start like recommending like still not uh, still frames but still hey uh, how about you go to sleep with fire firehouse uh, fireplace sounds or wow here's a have you ever seen a banjo being made and i'm like i don't care about how you're tr-. and maybe it's uh, maybe it's something about the way that my brain is wired up but that is a really bad distraction I'm not, I'm not lured in, but it's just like, hey, what the hell is that? And then my brain has to solve the problem of what the hell that is, even if it takes like a half a second. Whereas a passive piece of artwork is just like pleasure and just relaxation. And it's just, it's it's not that big of a deal, I admit. But to me, it's yet another form of advertising where I didn't no, ask it for is, any of this. That's why it's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. That's why it's a big deal. Right. Because, sorry, as you were like describing that, I was imagining the exact same thing that is always happening on our TV, on the Google TV, uh, on the Chromecast, which is if we're letting Mona kind of watch YouTube, something on YouTube, we have to really be there to curate it because otherwise I don't know what she's going to go on next. But then the screensaver will come on. And what is the screensaver doing? It's advertising to her content that she could watch on YouTube, which like keeps her on the app, makes it harder for me to move her to another app because she wants to see exactly what that thing is. Yeah, it's it's actually insidious. Yeah. You really you <laughs> really you, you said something a couple of weeks ago that was really illuminated that illuminating that I never had considered before. And another thing that's kind of annoying when uh, again, the TV, the TV is just on and they're using like that top deck of space to recommend shows that you may you may not have access to that maybe mm-hmm. they're on streaming channels, channel, uh, streaming services you don't subscribe to, or maybe they're only available for purchase like on the iTunes store or on the Google Play store or whatever. And you, you mentioned that like your kid will see this animated show that now now it's a colorful, bouncy you know, character that she's now very interested in. She would not know about it. She would not know to ask for it. And now you don't have access to it. So you either have to explain to your still developing three or four-year-old child, I'm sorry, four-year-old child uh, that, uh, yeah, well, you. I know it's very interesting, but you can't watch it because we, well, why can't we watch it? Because again, we don't have access to it. And if they, again, they're still developing brain is like, but I want it. Why don't, what if I keep asking for it and wait for you to just basically somehow deliver it? And it it made me remind, it made me think of like the insidiousness (sighs) of putting all like the colorful, like little toys and impulse items and candy bars at the supermarket checkout aisle where like you're stuck there. And like, they know it's insidious that they know that your kid is, might be saying, Hey, I want this candy bar. or Hey, I want this little toy. And, and you're just stuck there. Done. You can't get out of there. Yeah. They're going to have a meltdown because they are done with that grocery shopping. Yep. And they want that darn thing because the whole thing has been a dopamine sucker <laughs> for them, quite yep. frankly. Oh, my oh, yeah. gosh. That's uh, people. Y'all need to know children. <laughs> that's what it is. It's once they hit that low of dopamine. Uh, but that is the problem. Yes, exactly. It is insidious in nature. Um I was thinking of something while you were describing that. Oh, yes, which is that when they do the automatic, here's what you should watch on other streaming services. During Halloween this year, I did not appreciate all of like the semi-scary stuff. <laughs> like there should be, I don't know. The argument would be flow. Why don't you just use profiles on Google TV? Well, everyone, <clears throat> do you know how slow it is to try and actually switch profiles on Google TV on the Chromecast HD. 
The HD is not the 4K one. This is the HD one, the one that I guess the one that has supposedly a lesser tier processor, right? So it's a tiny bit slower in performance. Why would I take that extra millisecond when I just want my child to be quiet? <laughs> yep. Because that's why I use the TV, right? I'm using it to make her stop because <laughs> <laughs> I need I need it to stop, which is exactly why Andy. I ended up resubscribing to the service. Oh. And I have okay. lost the battle. But here's the but here's the other thing because you're complaining about this app specific thing within YouTube. Poor Mona. How do I explain to her why the Paramount Plus app like it, it's got this bug it's that's going on right now where it stops playback after every episode. <laughs> We're upstairs trying to get some cleaning done. All of a sudden oh. we hear, Mommy! Daddy! <laughs> it crashed! Like, somebody's got to run downstairs to get it taken care of because she does not understand how to use the remote, the physical <laughs> little remote. So do you see what I'm saying? It's like all these things are compounding. Nothing has actually made my life easier the only thing it's doing is selling things to my child, which at yeah. the end of the day. You could use less is, of. Is, is so, <laughs> so dark. All right. Yeah. This is existence. Um, anyway, <laughs> we are recording this podcast so late. So that's the flow that you're going to get tonight. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, before we get into the show today, I want to remind everybody that there is a member sale going on right now. It's going on for about another week and a half from when you're going to be listening to this podcast. So please, you can go to giverelay.com. It's a nice 20% off of annual memberships if you are a fan of the show, which you are because you're listening to us, <laughs> then you know that podcasting is a little rough right now. So one of the nicest little gifts that you could give us is to show us your support. If you can, you know, if you can afford it at this discount rate, we would absolutely appreciate anything. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to us. Absolutely. Yes. And I hope, I hope, Andy, that we'll be able to deliver them a sh the episode today that is indicative of us being worthy. <laughs> of <laughs> I hope I, I I hope I hope that at least some of you are thinking, wow, they're they're both saying that wow, they've had a really, really hellaciously like hard couple of days and they're very, very tired. They're recording late. But the thing is they they sound just as fresh and excited about what they're gonna tell us. No, My you're goodness, actually gonna both. love what we're gonna talk about. <laughs> it's gonna be fine because the thing is I want you to just imagine like me and Andy right now, we are in my living room. We're both sitting on these couches that are just scratched up by my by my late cat, rest in peace. <laughs> I've given Andy some tea. I'm just drinking water at this point because I already drank some tea. And I'm giving Andy the chisme. I'm giving him the gossip oh, from it. what's been going on. Yes. So I'm going to tell you the gossip about being a blue bubble <laughs> from on my Android device. It's It's actually been going remarkably well. I'm, I'm very excited I'm to really, we'll talk this. we'll talk about that. I'm really excited to hear. I I yes. I've not had this the the courage to try what we're going to be talking about after the after the break yet, but I'm interested in hearing what you're what you guys do about it. Great. 
And I am interested in hearing what you've been doing with Gemini because I am still trying to figure out. So trying to figure out what's going on with this Pixel 8 Pro feature drop that they're doing that supposedly Mm. is, you know, has the sprinklings of the Gemini in it. So Andy, right now you're the only one that I am talking to about your firsthand Gemini experience. So I'm very excited. Well, thank God for that because I have known about, I, I, I have known about Gemini now for 18 hours. And in that time I have read about 140 pages of technical papers that I really don't understand. So it's going to be quite the adventure for all of us. I mean, listen, we're not going to go through all of it because we're not the thing go about this stuff well, is there's there's so much to unpack. The even, same thing even, with the even the, even the even the surface stuff is interesting, and 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 in a way, it's it's kind of fun to talk about like the first couple of days of oh the glitz, the glamour, the marketing. Hmm. Uh, oh, marketing is the wrong wrong way to put it, but of course it no, is all mean? marketing. But the, the but the idea of like they just, know that they, they know that they they'll have like a twenty four hour like honeymoon period in which they can just be excited about we've got this great thing we're really excited about it. Here's what we think we can do. We've got some demos for you to take a look at. Here's some things you can actually try. And we know that at 48 hours from now, it'll all be ruined because you're going to be picking at f- absolutely every chart and table we put into this white paper. And you're going to be analyzing each one of these demo videos. But for the first 24 hours, we can all be super excited about something absolutely brand new. I, f- I feel some, I feel a little bit of sympathy for that because the, the, the amount of time where like, uh, like uh, when I was at the Chicago Sun Times, like post something, uh, something would post to the website that I just written that maybe I'd spent weeks and weeks and weeks researching and working on, and then I'm like, ah, look, the link is there, and now I'm gonna like tweet that, hey, here's what I wrote about, and I'm really excited about it, and I get to enjoy about eighteen seconds to about a minute and a half before someone complains. Ugh. I mean, I have to register with the site. Screw you. I, I'm going to give you my zip code to read your article. I'm like, yes, well, speaking at my, actually, my, my birth name was Andy Suntimes. I actually own and run the newspaper and I take full responsibility for that. I hope that I was hoping that maybe you could see past that and see to the, again, the piece that took me three weeks to work. So, so I'm hoping that everybody who worked on Gemini and is promoting it at, at Google right now is enjoying the honeymoon period and not, not allowing the downers such as, <laughs> Well, people who work in my job and including myself are going to be thrusting down their their snorkel after 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 Friday or Saturday. My goodness, next year is going to be wild. Um, by the way, if you're a member this week, you also get a special little Logomatic three thousand situation going on. So that's, stay oh, tuned for that. That's where you get to talk about where we're, this is the you're you're all going to be excited to hear behind the scenes, a little bit of behind the glitter, the, behind the, the curtain at the glitter factory here. This is the first live fire exercise of the Logomatic 3000, a project that I created using Google tools that will automatically like yes. log, like if hypothetically yes, we actually had to stop and restart recording again. Or if I had a, and it never happens, but like what, what, what does, what does happen is that sometimes we take a break between acts. And so, so the gym will know like, oh, by the way, act one ends at like 22 minutes, 18 mm-hmm. seconds. And it begins again at X. I used to have to like log these things by hand. And now I have created the Logomatic 3000 where I just simply click a button saying log new event, click a, an event from a, from a, from a pop-up list. And Jim gets a beautifully formatted uh, table 
of edit points. So, and so today I'm going to, because it was all like Google tools that I used, including I test, uh, no, we're going to talk about that when we talk about Gemini. I, mm-hmm. I tried to reproduce mm-hmm. the, I, I built this last week by hand and then I had to try, and then I tried to have Gemini uh, with Bard with Gemini reproduce it for me. Uh, but yeah, so we'll talk about that during the, uh, during the special members only episode. Well, for now, we're going to take a little bit of a break Andy's going to get a re-up on the uh, hot water. I'm going to get a re-up on the fresh water. And we will be right back. And I'm clicking the button. And now click. Running script. Intro end at 21 minutes, 34 seconds, everybody. 24, 21 minutes. Actually, ooh, actually, I have to do that again now because I talked over that. So. (laughs) Well, I surprised some people this week. By texting them as a blue bubble. I actually surprised somebody this week. I'm not going to say who it was, but it was a a friend of mine. And he was looking over the shoulder of my other friend and noticed that my texts were coming in blue on that iPhone. (laughs) And usually, usually my texts come in green, right? So I text this friend so often that you will see the green text right from far away. So, you know, oh, that's Flo, right? Coming in. No, this time he noticed my text came in blue. And then I saw him in person and he's like, hey, so what's going on? I saw that your bubbles were blue today. And I'm like, oh, I'm using this app that spoofs me. It spoofs me as an iMessage user. And so then I explained, I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, and I'm I'm testing this app. It came out this week. Um, We've kind of known about Beeper in the Android zeitgeist for quite a while. They were really testing out this product in the midst of the pandemic when they had figured out how to sort of do the quote unquote spoofing with Mac minis and with, you know, basically a Mac server situation. Right. And, and and just to be clear, we're talking we're talking about like being able to participate in iMessage chats with iPhone Correct. people from the Android, and the and the, the the fun the the exciting thing the thing that this was an exciting piece of news when it dropped on Tuesday because I stopped oh hey wow another company has a way to send iMessage text from Android phones and all you have to do is hand out hand over your Apple ID credentials to a third party you don't know about and allow your unencrypted messages to go through a server you've never heard of because that was it has to. And and I th- and I think the earlier versions of Beeper was somewhat like this, Correct. but th- but this was like then I read on and realize that no they they have actually reverse engineered iMessage yes. and it is exactly the ex- you get exactly the same status as you do sending an iMessage from Beeper Mini on your Android Correct. phone as an and- as an iPhone user does. Oh my goodness! What, what was so yeah? What was it like? I want to so first I want to give Beeper a little bit of credit because I've actually spoken with Beeper CEO Eric Michikovsky a couple of years ago. He was on All About Android. We had interviewed him about what Beeper, you know, how it works because we were so fat. Oh my gosh, you got this, you found this way to like spoof iMessage. Um, and it's they actually had kind of a closed situation compared to to Sunbird, which came in and was like, we're teaming up with nothing and we're saving you all and bringing, you know, iMessage to your platform. I think that's what kind of really irked me about the whole Sunbird thing is how everybody just kind of came crashing in on that side. (laughs) Beeper seems to me, just from when initially speaking to the CEO, 
and seeing how he's spoken to the press in the days since this went live this week because he's done an interview with Wired. He's been uh, talking to different outlets and just and podcasts and just kind of talking about his vision behind this. He just he just comes from the world that we all came from of universal messaging where we all yeah. had an app, one app on our desktop that let us log into all these different services that all were doing their own thing and you know on the internet. But now we live, you know. And it, and yeah, I mean it, it's especially when you're talking to a CEO who has a, an exciting new product to promote always you listen to what he has to say with a grain of salt mm-hmm. but he has a good track record so when he says when he, when he says in these interviews that look i just one of my foundational principles about beeper is that there should be a solution that one app that basically is what connects you to everybody and not having to have separate apps and not knowing how to t- how to talk to other people and he's not uh, he's not just another like you know bonehead ceo he uh, he uh he's one of the two founders of pebble like where the mm-hmm. the, the smartwatch mm-hmm. for for iphones that predates uh the apple watch the one that got like that became millions of dollars in kickstarter that act, but unlike the cooler it actually actually shipped <laughs> and people were actually and happy became about fitbit it. yep <laughs> yeah which is the the way all this cycle happens um beeper so beeper mini it's an app right now. If you've got an Android device, yep. which I'm assuming is you listening to us, uh, go over to the Play Store, download it. You're going to be onboarded into this experience that basically emulates the exact experience on iOS yeah. messages on iOS. And 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 that's that's well that's and that was the thing that I was like kind of hammering at as I was trying to as I was trying to learn more about like what's going on behind the scenes because it's not emulating anything. It's that they they did the, the now it's it's almost like one of those like legendary stories at this point it's only like 36 hours old but oh a 16 year old high school student named JJ Tech posted like a he reverse engineered iMessage and posted yeah. it as as a GitHub project and uh and the ceo of beeper said i like the cut of your jib person i'm going to buy this project and turn it and add it to create a new beeper product out of it and the because the the first question was always going to be okay so what kind of security violating thing is is involved in this what kind of middleman server or nonsense am i gonna have to like suffer through and deal with missing messages and stuff like that and and the they've done a very good job of communicating pretty much exactly how all of this works and what i love about this is that like the 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 next worry was going to be okay so how what bug in iMessage are they taking advantage of and how quickly is apple going to just shut off fix this bug so that everybody who's using beeper mini can no longer use this anymore and said so, no what they did was like they figured out a legit way to not only have they reverse engineered iMessage and they said that we've done this in clean room conditions. We again, we truly, from the legal they standpoint, did, yes. reverse engineer it, which means that there, there's an actual copyright law and in, 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 in intellectual property law. There's a carve out specifically for reverse engineering things. If you can figure out exactly how this software works and build something that works exactly the same way, you have not violated the original copyright in any way, shape, or form. So they're they're good there. But what they were doing is that they are essentially validating your iPhone the almost the exact same way that a brand new iPhone or a brand new iPad would validate itself to Apple's iMessage service as a brand new device that's never used before. So 
the the, the only thing that's a little bit squishy about this is that they're doing so by at some point in the valid in the validation process iMessage and actually it's not even iMessage but whatever uh, Apple needs oh well what's the serial number and the device ID of your Apple device and so it's transmitting what is a valid set of these numbers but of course that's not <laughs> that it exists somewhere in the world but it is not the device you're using it from however and so okay well there's the gotcha however it turns out that this is actually something that even a lot of valid Apple devices need to use. Like when you're deploying uh, in enterprise, when a company has like a hundred different phones, you need to create new users that might be using the exact same serial numbers on devices that existed before. So the, the bottom line, as far as I've been able to tell from people who have really hammered at this Apple for Apple to lock out beeper mini from working they would have to completely revamp how devices get validated not just for iMessage but for a whole bunch of other services that whatever this new method is it would cause a lot of of completely legitimate apple hardware to fail to be able to use iMessage anymore and in the end at the end of the day it would be such a huge amount of work to create this, to create an alternative to this foundational basic technology they've been using for like years and years and years that they'd have to ask themselves, are we that spiteful about this, that we're going to go to all of this work just to prevent a handful of people who have heard about Beeper Mini from actually participating in iMessage? Thank you so much, by the way, for distilling all that down in a way that just like made sense because a lot of the, it's been kind of hard to follow what the get is with beeper mini as it is right now. Like I downloaded it. I signed up for the subscription. I'm going to pay for it. Yeah. Two bucks a month, whatever I'm paying for it. I'm all already moving messages over to that particular platform. Um, and, that, and, that's, was, and that's and that's another thing. By the way, that's another thing that for everybody that uh, the app does. The first time you set it up, it looks through all of your messages and like Google messages. It does and picks out the ones that were blue. Right. Exactly. Right. It can figure out. The, okay. <laughs> or these wanted are, to be. Right. It, it it can look at the the phone numbers and say, okay, this is actually attached to an iPhone. So I'm going Correct. to move all of these into Beeper. So st- so your your messages app still exists because the Beeper mini app it doesn't do SMS, it doesn't do RCS, it doesn't do anything but iMessage. Yet they say that they're going to be adding all this stuff. They're going to be making it into like the all in one inclusive messaging app. But for now, you will have a essentially a, you can rename this app iMessage pretty much because that's where all your iMessage uh, traffic is going to. Oh my gosh. And I got to tell you, like, it's does it immediately. I got a message from a new person. So it was a PR person who was tracking me down to tell me something. Um, And it was a person that had never contacted me before. So never made the connection with my phone, my phone number ever, right? In the past, it came in as an iMessage specifically to Beeper Mini. So I almost missed the message because I did not see, I didn't feel the vibration come through on the wearable that I have on right now because I don't have, I didn't set Beeper Mini as a, as an app that can notify me. So I had almost missed that message. And then I go to the phone and I see the little icon. And that is one of the drawbacks of this whole thing is that it's going to make it a nicer solution for the iPhone users in an Android person's life, but it doesn't make it easier for the Android person because on my home screen, I have a folder now 
of just messaging <laughs> apps. How would I'm a success? I have seven messaging apps, Andy. Okay, <laughs> I have Google Messages, Beeper, Google Chat, which I use with my husband. Like that's because we use Google. Now we use Google Workspace <laughs> to do all the family stuff, right? And our calendar and share documents and stuff like that. Um, WhatsApp, Signal, Discord, which is a big one for me with, you know, and Telegram, which is how I get a lot of news feeds. It doesn't count all the other social media apps that I use messaging with, like TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat. Like I am drowning in messaging apps. I there, no wonder I can't stop touching my phone. Like <laughs> there's always an app there that I know that is there might be somebody on there who wants to talk to me. But so that's what I'm kind of dealing with in the aftermath of getting this installed. Um, the other thing is just it's it's still siloing something. It's still keeping iMessage like messages with iPhone people in one particular app instead of integrating it into what is supposed to be the catch-all app, the Google Messages app. Oh, and then here's the other thing, right? So this, okay, it's great. You can share high-resolution photos finally. So I was like sending images of Mona to my cousin and I was like, look, 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 it's high-resolution. Ha, 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 isn't this great? Like, you know, we don't have to compromise anymore. And she's like, oh my God, this is great. I don't have to just text your iPhone and then you don't answer me for three days because I haven't checked the iPhone. (laughs) Which makes me a jerk. But anyway, uh, (laughs) so that's great. But then I'm thinking about all the group messages I have with parents, other parents in the classroom with my husband, who is still on Android because he's on a OnePlus device. Mm. So then he's coming in as this green bubble. Right. Which is kind of like messing up the jive of the place. And so I can choose a path. Do I go start the message in Google Messages and then keep myself as a green bubble? Or do I go into the Beeper mini app, like let this message get imported in there and then continue on from there? Because essentially, once you start the message in Beeper mini, it stays in iMessage. And you can you can jump between messages, but then it will send as a green bubble when you send through Google messages. It's like so annoying. Yeah. It's so it's messy. Still, it's messy. That's, that's a good point. It's messy. Like, <laughs> like, like, like the old, uh, like the, like the old, uh, uh, church song. None of us uh, with one of, uh, with one of us in change, none of us are free. So like your case so great, uh, great. I know of this app. I've got this app installed. I'm paying $2 a month for this app. I get to join this club of iPhone, you iPhone, my message users, but however, even my own family members are still like the green bubbles. It's like, uh, I mean, and, and it is uh, just for, just sort of this more background. It's like everything works. Like, I think that, I think that I, I get, I haven't, I haven't installed it yeah. yet. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll talk about why that, why I haven't installed it yet, but yeah. And, uh, but most importantly, end to end encryption works, push notifications work. That's the one thing with that, uh, that they've done a lot of work. They've had to do a lot of work on their own own end because Apple's push notification system is part of the operating system for everything. They come in at the same time. Yeah. I have the iPhone 15 Pro Amazing. Max review unit docked right here. I have the Pixel 8 Pro also docked. Oh, excuse me. It's not on the Pixel 8 Pro. I have the Pixel 8, which is my main phone docked. Um, and when it comes in over there, I'll get it on the Fitbit. Boop, boop. Nice. And then immediately I'll see the little... Bing, come in on iOS at the same time. 
which is a trip, right? Because that <laughs> is not supposed to happen. It's it's wild. It's fun. It's fun to be able to do. My cousin, she was excited. She was like, oh, this is great. She, as I mentioned, she was excited because I'm not going to wait three days to get back to her. But I, I think this will be, it's a nice little bridge for the iOS users yeah. because, you know, but you're right, Andy, like there's, there's the fear that Apple could decide to lock this up, but how could they? Because it's essentially using something that is kind of the backbone of the feature for the rest of the ecosystem. Yeah. So maybe Apple will acquiesce. I mean, they already, there's still no press release about it, which I'm going to keep saying that I'm, until they put a press release out <laughs> about it. I yeah. don't think it's confirmed. Um, so, you know, they're going to be doing this RCS allowance uh, through iMessage. I'm wondering if maybe they'll allow us to have a little bit of this as well and just say, like, well, screw it. We're still <laughs> selling a bunch of hardware anyway, and we still have a lot of exclusive features for yeah. Apple users only. That, that that was another thing that occurred to me that, like, RCS, now, now, that, now that Apple has actually confirmed that okay in 2024 we will include incorporate rcs but not messaging. in a press release correct exactly but but at least but at least they, they've stuck their neck out long, long enough to know that okay if we if we suddenly go back on that then that's a big problem um and also it's it's no uh coincidence that while at the at the time when they made that again uh public uh, public i think that's a good term way to put it that by the time they made that public acquiescence they were in jeopardy in the eu because of the digital markets act mm -hmm. uh particularly partially because of google and all the european carriers were basically trying to get the eu to say hey could you declare apple uh iMessage as a gatekeeping service and legally force them to allow us to do iMessage or allow i to force iMessage to incorporate rcs and our other features and at that time, so it's not a coincidence that Apple said, yeah, actually, we're incorporating RCS after fighting, fighting, fighting petulantly for years and years against years and not even entertaining any discussion about it. But there was a little bit of a twist this week where the EU, they didn't announce it, but they basically, it looks as though Apple is not going to have, to, is not going to suffer that fate, that iMessage is not going to be declared a gatekeeper. So Maybe Apple will suddenly say, yeah, actually, now that we don't need RCS to help keep us out of the doghouse, maybe we don't need to incorporate RCS to begin with. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, if this uh, uh, Beeper Mini would be a much bigger problem if if Samsung decided to buy the company or Google decided to buy the company and basically buy their their legally their legal technology for accessing iMessages, the, the iMessage service. Then Apple would be forced with, okay, we are not interested in processing the message traffic of a billion Android devices that don't make us any money whatsoever. We are going to, we are going to, we are going to improve the iPhone by making our device validation system even better. You know, our users, they love the way that we validate devices for iMessage and iCloud and Apple ID, and we're making it even stronger and even more secure. And you're, you're going to complain about how now your phone doesn't work anymore, but we'll help you through it. Whereas as it is right now, again, Beeper Mini, they, they, they've already crushed the CEO once by saying, hey, Pebble Watches, they're pretty cool. We're going to make one and basically destroy you. We're going to destroy you like, right. a, like, a kitchen, like a kitchen fork in the garbage disposal. 
and they can and then look at what they did to Fitbit. I'm sorry, not that Fitbit was destroyed. Fitbit is um, the Charge Six is great, by the way. I'm still working on the review, but 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 you know what I mean. It's like this is they they can they can argue with themselves that this is way way too expensive for us in all ways that you can define expensive to try to to try to uh, to try to crush them. But again, I'm still like assuming that they still move forward with RCS. It's like the things that I really want. I don't necessarily want iMessage. I just want to have yeah, a better, like exactly. interoperable interoperability standard, no matter what it is. And I, I said that I haven't tried it yet, and this is why I'm really valuing people like you who've been trying it out on my behalf. Because my my concern is that what if Apple decides does something to crush them, or what if they decide they 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 find some friendly people in a government to say that okay, well, if you are validating users using the uh the serial number of a device that you don't own that's a form of identity theft and isn't identity oh, theft no, illegal like in, 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 in any in any of the way imagine a future in which they manage to somehow a public podcast yeah exactly <laughs> oh i'm sure they thought of it but like but uh, but imagine any way they shut it down what i'm wondering is that okay so now we're back where we were before it's now february and we're back where we were before only now when i'm sending messages to them it's SM, it's back to SMS. Okay, fine. Not ideal, but it still works. But will their iPhones now think of me as an iMessages user and not an SMS user? And if they'd send me a message just, hey, mm-hmm. I'm at the restaurant, I'm at the table in the back, is that whereas today, in my pre-Beeper Mini world, it would arrive on my phone a second later via an SMS in that future, if I had if I had uh, installed the SM, that uh, that app, gone through all that rigmarole, would that message now not go to my phone, my Android phone, as an SMS, but as an iMessage, it would go back to my house, to my laptop, to my Mac, uh, to my Mac as an iMessage, or to my iPad as a as an iMessage, because those are devices that oh, know how to deal with iMessages. Right. So they have a mechanism. Supposedly, I need to. So full disclosure, I've been working on this story all day and it's just because I, you know, I finally have time to like sit down and dive into all the reporting and kind of think about my experience with it. And supposedly there's a way that you can go in and then you deregister your number with the Apple servers so that you can kind of go back to the way things were. My understanding is it's one foot in one door and one foot and another door. So the fact that I could still send RCS messages perfectly organically between my husband and I, and like we have the, it says it's encrypted and everything's fine. And then I'm also doing it on the iMessage side, but only in the Beeper app. Like my understanding is, I think what they really need to do next is come out with a way so I can back up all this data. Because if Apple comes in and says, nope, 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 we're not doing this anymore. I want to at least be able to save those messages because they're not getting synced with Google Messages right now, which Mm. is where I am backing up data. I'm backing up that data through a third party. And uh, I'm also backing up that data through Google Drive, right? Because it's a native Google app. And I have data in there from like 10 years ago because I've just been holding messages. Uh, But now that I'm using Beeper, everything is getting archived in there. That is between the iPhone users. So again, still a fragmented experience for the Android user. Hmm. 
par for the course, but at least my iPhone friends are having a ball with this. So, and supposedly they're, they're working on FaceTime integration as well, by the way, that's in the yeah. pipeline yeah. for future the work on uh, to I, I think they they said they're going to be they're in the in the near future they're rebranding the beeper app basically beeper mini will become beeper and beeper will have facetime sms rcs whatsapp and basically all the rest of the services that are supported by the main beeper wow. app which would wow. be, which would be swell wow, uh wow, wow. i don't know but i can't it, wait but maybe the way that apple will deal with this is simply say we love your technology it is great we would like to hire you 16 year old high schooler and you ceo of the formal pebble company for and for what and buy out your company for 80 million dollars and work for apple for five years and you can work on integrating this technology into improving iMessage like uh and that of course that message that thing will never ship and then we never hear from them again <laughs> exactly that would be the most that would be, if apple really really wanted to be jerks about it they that really would probably would stick it to them give yeah. them a price tag that yeah. they couldn't turn down <laughs> they, they, I, I i would definitely see apple I mean, in as this that, economy i would definitely see apple as, the, as, the, as that car company that says hey or the oil company saying we love the idea of this new tire you designed that lasts for 20 years without ever needing to be replaced we would like to buy this technology from you and have you have you working at an executive level at our tire company like okay and there's a nod that says that and the, and they say, ah, did I say eight million? I meant twelve million. Nod. Did I say twelve? I meant sixteen. Although I can't really see you nodding anymore because yeah, it's like the understanding that yeah, this is never going to go anywhere. This is going to be dead, 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 dead. I, I, th I think it's, I think it's fun enough just to see Apple like squirming and saying, oh, damn it. We'll see. The fact that we'll Android see. users can't use it just made us happy to know that they couldn't do that. Oh. Well, listen, I will update y'all in a couple of weeks, let you know if I'm still using it. Like, you know, we'll keep watching this because this is yeah. an interesting, it's an, I didn't think we were going to be here by the end of 2023. So it's, it's interesting. Let's take a break. I need some water. Andy needs some more hot water for his tea. And we'll be back to talk about another wild release this An week another thing that kept us awake and yes and working hard for the past 24 hours yes <laughs> oh my gosh google released gemini this week it absolutely did take the internet by storm i i had no idea by the way because this is not primarily my beat over at the Gizmodo side of things. So when i logged on for the day all the headlines had taken over everywhere and <laughs> As expected, this was like the biggest news at the beginning of the week, which is that Google released Gemini. That's not its Zodiac, although with the way it's acting <laughs> about this. <laughs> People who know Gemini's know what I'm talking about. Um, that's their brand new next-gen foundational AI model that they revealed earlier this year at I.O. It's out now, just in time for us to tinker with for the holiday. Andy, you've actually been tinkering with it, though. You've been going through it with this bot. And, 
and and also like reading reading desperately from people with phds who do nothing but like work with ai models about like why bless, this bless is them. this is this a is this really a good thing is this really an, an impressive thing uh because yeah i mean i've there they uh, so we've we've known about gemini since google io and mm-hmm. the things and the 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 log line for gemini has always been oh well it's this it's brand new brand new next generation foundational ai model uh and it's multimodal which means that it can also deal with uh, not just text prompts but and not just respond by generating and re- expressing itself in the form of text but also sound and code and and video and blah blah, blah. and okay <laughs> i think i know what that means but this was really such a cool release because now you're seeing the actual thing and actually what they meant by it. And it really does seem super impressive. And I, th- I think we touched on this earlier uh, at, the, at the very top of the show, just like when Apple like showed off the, the, the vision pro like AR slash VR thing, the first 24 mm-hmm. hours are a fun sort of honeymoon period where it's like, okay, I know even, right. even people, even people who aren't journalists know that, okay, this is their big, like coming out party, they this is them like coming out with all these videos and make uh, demonstration videos and bringing Sundar Pichai and the head of uh, the 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 head of the, uh, the AI department and the, he- the head of like uh, of ethical AI inside of Google all talking about this one thing at the same time and for and making this rosy picture and we know that in like in forty eight hours to seventy two hours we're going to see exactly like how much of that hype is reality and. Boy, there is no hype like AI hype. Absolutely, it's like there's there's nothing that can touch it. There is no hype like AI hype, yeah. especially this year. It's exactly. The name of the game. But yeah, it was it was big stuff. Like I was surprised that like again, this is a a next generation foundational AI model replacing Palm Two. This is not like a new iPhone. However, they did <laughs> the full court press today. That that was the equivalent of any Pixel phone launch they ever did. I would even say that the force and the enthusiasm and the let's let's dominate the news cycle sense of this was equal to not the not the not the most intense iPhone rollout day, but certainly it's up there in the same category. And I will also say that, like, uh, again, I don't want to be I don't want to come across that i'm actually believing the hype but i'm saying that yes the videos that google put out today about gemini are bs marketing hype however i comparing the bs marketing hype about gemini and comparing it to the bs marketing hype about apple vision pro and google's is much much better because the vision pro is they've apple with all the work they put into this and all the the, the investment they're putting into the, the future of the company and this as a, their next big dominant platform just like the iphone just like the apple watch it's still hey now you know that 200 dollar dell uh, uh dell monitor that you've got the you've got your windows windows in that works perfectly fine imagine having that floating in front of you with a 3500 dollar block of <laughs> cheddar cheese uh, balanced on the top of your head that makes you look stupid uh-huh and, and imagine being able to see dancing elves that aren't actually there on your desktop like okay that's kind of interesting whereas the gemini demos are imagine that you've got tools of this kind anytime you need to do mm-hmm. something you've got an assistant that has this breadth and depth of knowledge and this depth of perceived understanding 
I mean, just myself, I could see, oh, I could see how I would use that. Oh boy, that would integrate that in this way. And oh, that would make this so much easier. They're making it sound very, very, very practical. Um, but get, getting uh, getting to like the actual details about it. So yeah, the big the big messaging cell they're making is this is multimodal. Uh, they're mul- repeatedly making the point that hey, other models, chat GPT four, uh, will often <laughs> the, yes yes of course it can deal with video yes it can handle images and 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 voice and audio but uh, it's not but. Uh, Typically, that's been done by having like several, a lot of bunch of different AI models to handle each one of those things, and they're kind of interconnected in certain ways. Our when we developed uh, when we developed Gemini from the ground up, it was developed with a ground up from the ground up to simply see every input as just another input. So as a result, when you train it with a video, it can un- get inferences from what it's actually quote seeing unquote, but also the words that are being spoken at the same time. Just as like a a, a a a caption can mean one thing, a picture can mean another thing. When you put a caption under a picture, that means another thing entirely. So it can have a, a greater depth of understanding. Uh, it's been uh, trained under trained with text, uh, source code, audio, images, video, uh, and it can interact pretty fluidly with and through all of these forms uh, with the uh, with the with the user. Um, and they're saying that Gemini is much better at associations as a result. Also, conceptual thinking and, quote, sophisticated reasoning. Uh, some of their launch demos were, hey, we, we gave it 200,000 research papers. It summarized the data. It, it found the ones that were relevant to a piece of information that they needed. Uh, excuse me, a type of information they need to find. Uh, called out all of those papers and summarized all of the data from that paper, those pages in just in just an hour. Um one thing one thing they're being very big on is not just simply hey generate text in the style of Charles Nelson Riley if he were a sea captain it's like no uh, their bench their benchmark tests that involve like uh uh it's essentially putting an artificial intelligence against human beings who are taking exams in 57 different like professional subjects like law medicine history art all those sort of things and it's actually beating like 80% of, excuse me, it claims it's beating 80% of, uh, of people in there. That is our, that status is very impressive. It's also very impressive compared to what Palm 2, the previous model was doing. It's like another like 30 points higher. That's one of the things that's already been sort of pointed out as a little bit of fudge by some experts because it turns out that that test itself is uh, like 2% of the answers in that test suite are wrong. So like when they say, when they compare that, Hey, we're 2% better than chat GPT at this thing. They say, well, yeah, well, that's not really, it's, it's an odd test for them to, uh, for them to choose on. Um, and they are claiming across the board that it's way better than chat GPT for at everything. Um, again, third party people have had all of one day to take a look at it. The consensus is that it's at least as good as chat GPT for if it's right. better unknown, but any claim that the, that Google is falling behind is absolutely not good. One of the star, then they put out a whole, they put out a whole bunch of videos uh, essentially showing because the, the star of the show is this long white paper about for, that's basically a research paper that explains on a technical basis, how all of this works. And that's where you find out how a lot of the testing works, how, Hey, it can take 32 K inputs, all this sort of stuff. Um, but for people, they had a, they created a video called hands-on with Gemini. We're going to talk a little bit more about that video a little bit later, but 
in which it basically showed here is stuff that chat that Gemini is capable of. And they prefaced it by saying, hey, we've been testing uh, the, the beta of Gemini for a long time. And here's some of our here are some of our favorite interactions that our testing team has had with Gemini. And it's all from the point of view of like a overhead camera on a desktop and a pair of hands that are interacting mm-hmm. with stuff on the table and a person who is speaking to Gemini. So cute. Yeah, exactly. And Gemini is saying things back. And it's this this is this, this is why like Gemini kind of exploded today because they're showing amazing things like uh, just interact most of the, the, the whole point of all these interactions are to show off Gemini correctly processing information from a lot of different contexts and sources and perspectives and doing a lot of crazy analysis from them like for instance they so uh the user in the video underscore in the video like put a phone on the table and played a video of someone like mimicking that you know that bullet time fight move from the matrix mm-hmm. saying so what 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 do you think this guy is doing so hmm, it looks like he's he's doing the he's doing uh he's doing that's he's basically pretending he's in the matrix uh hides a ball another one where he puts like a, a ball of watered up a thing a ball under on the table under three cups mixes mixes them up uh, gemini says oh i think you're about to like do like a, a, a you're going to ask me to find out which which cup is under so he mixes them up and says, okay the ball is under the cup to the left and of course it's under the cup to the left uh like things ab- about context where it's watching the user draw a picture and it's trying to guess what the picture is while he's drawing it until it figures out oh it's a duck then the user puts a duck, like puts a, a like a, a squeaky rubber duck, and say, "Hey, asks, asks Gemini, hey, can this float?" And says, "Well, it's a duck, so if it were a real duck, it could float." And then he squeezes it and it squeaks, and then Gemini says, "Oh, it's made out of rubber. Yeah, rubber can float. It can definitely do that." Just on, 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 and on and on. I can't. Uh, it hmm. did. A, it did a couple other cool things, like it asked Gemini, "Hey, can you cr- let's create a game. Uh, create a uh, 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 like a." a geo a guess the country game he put like a map of the world like on the table saying like give me like two or three guess uh, choose a country then give me two or three clues as to which country it is and i have to point at what country that is and oh this this country has kangaroos and a and a horrible horrible hideous plant that if you brush up against it you'll be driven insane with pain according to this podcast i listened to it's one of the most (laughs) wonderful podcasts ever and then you point to Australia. Yes, it's Australia. It's all it, yeah. And that, that wasn't the only that was that wasn't the only video. There was another one that was interesting that had like about uh, one of the other points that they're trying to really sell is how useful this is for development for generating code. Right, right, right. And so they had a user uh Gotta do things. Sell it. Yeah. G- generating code based on pictures. Like for one thing was like here's a picture of a tree. And asking Gemini, could you create like an interactive web app uh, f- about that teaches about this tree? And it generated, oh, well, it generated HTML and CES and JavaScript where it creates a fractal tree. And there's a slider at the bottom where you, the more you slide it to the right, the more branches the fractal has, which is, again, if, if it is, I'm, I'm sure, again, you, ha- you you're watching this video and you know that, of course, they they trimmed it down a little bit. They made it efficient so that you'd understand what it's actually doing. 
and obviously it's going to miss a lot <laughs> there. That's why I thought it was good that they mentioned the, at the outset, oh, this is kind of like a greatest hits of our favorite interactions, but still just the idea that it can do all of these things. What, what, one of my favorite ones, I'll, I'll, I'll wind this up. I'm not going to give you a list. I'm about, I've realized I'm about to, I'm just listening no, through all these because they're very interesting. They had a, so that the duck, the, the little rubber duck had a recurring role in the, the first video where mm-hmm. they puts the rubber duck on top of a, a drawing that he puts on the table where the, the there's a there's a road and a fork in the road and the left fork goes to like a post-it note that has a picture of a duck on it the right fork goes to a post-it note that has a picture of a bear an angry bear on it and so they put the duck in the middle of the road and ask gemini so do you think the duck should go left or right and gemini says hmm well the duck is probably like the duck's friend so and the other and the bear is definitely not the duck's friend so it should probably go to the left and just like little things like that that made you think this is not something – this is not um, – imagine you are the writer of Match Game 76. I want you to write a joke that Charles Nelson Riley would say in result I – like, I like that game. Oh, no. It's it's fun. It's fun. It's great. It's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, but – and basically all the different demo videos they came out with, whether they're talking about how fluid it is with languages, how much better it is at – dealing uh, dealing answering problems that it has never ever encountered before it's really really interesting stuff um they're also about the more technical oh by the way by the way there so there's an interview with sundar pachai uh and the head of deep mind and other people okay and there's a little background music that of course they can't have dead silence as people are talking right, going right, through their pieces right. and i'm like huh that's i don't know what that that, that sounds like you know that sounds from no, it's not. Uh, and then, so, and then, and I heard enough of it to realize that oh my god, they're ripping off the Who's Baba O'Reilly. It's not Baba O'Reilly. It's like da 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 they're very angry people. They have a lot. They have a lot of displaced rage. They grew up under Thatcher, under bloody Thatcher. You think they're going to let this go? Um, but uh, I'll uh, just try to wrap this up a little bit. So, oh my God, it really is. By the way, it really is. Now that you pointed it out, like yeah. I can't not hear it. Exactly. It's like it's pretty. It's it's not again. It's not Bob O'Reilly. It's like if you have a music library. And like a, a free, like a, a, a free, free music right, and it says here's a music called uh, my <laughs> my Bubba. <laughs> riled up <laughs> by what <laughs> you know <laughs> so so and the the third thing and this is why like we get to actually play with this so the gemini is designed to work at three different scales the exact same model right. but they've deployed it in three different ways uh and there uh, there's gemini ultra which is the most capable which is kind of the industrial ultra. version of it yeah ultra just just like the just like the the, the pack of razor blades that cost 12 dollars <laughs> instead of ten dollars um it is the most capable it has the most analytical properties the most intuitive properties uh it says they say there's it's not released yet they are quote completing extensive trust and safety checks unquote and they'll be releasing that the ultra version of it early next year for developers and enterprise the meat of it is gemini pro which is the most practical version it's like a balance between performance something that does not cost 
Google $18 every time someone act, does an API call to it. Uh, it it's basically a balanced performer for a very broad range of tra- range of tasks. That's already available inside Bard as of Wednesday. That's what I was playing with uh, earlier. Mm-hmm. It's only not available in like uh, Europe, excuse me, in England and a couple other countries where AI has like rules, <laughs> has laws against it. Um, the interesting part is Gemini Nano which is, quote, their most efficient model for on-device tasks, unquote. So this is stuff that will run on a phone and doesn't need to communicate with a server. So A, doesn't need quite so many resources, but also can be privacy-focused. And they've already said that, hey, there's the December Pixel feature drop. There are going to be new features in uh, for the Pixel 8 that are powered by Gemini Nano. So it's not as though this is a pie-in-the-sky uh, sort of thing. So that's... Super interesting. So, and those features. Uh, Summer, uh, we've already, we've talked about how how much we like uh, the uh, Google Recorder on the Pixel, and how it can just generate. Mm-hmm. Trans- I use it all the time whenever I'm even just listening to like a keynote address, so I can immediately have a have a transcript. So on the Pixel Eight, because of uh, of Gemini Nano, it will automatically uh, summarize it. Smart Reply and Gboard. That's pretty much it. Uh, but yeah, it's so again. We're everyone's going to hammer at this. I I had a disappointing afternoon with it uh, via Bard. Uh, earlier today um one of its but still early days i don't know whether i was just simply not using it correctly or not giving it the right prompts um i mentioned at the very very top uh uh, logomatic 3000 so this is something that Mm -hmm. i built like it's very very simple it's just like a google spreadsheet with like maybe three dozen lines of javascript attached to it uh so i basically said oh this seems like something that would be right up the alley of of gemini powered uh, powered bard and so i tried to have it like hey i want to just i'm going to describe to you like a podcast logging app that i want you to create and i want you to create it using this and i want you to use that and it would generate code but none of it would work and then i would give it like okay well here's the error that uh, that it was generating can you fix this line of code and would fix the line of code and that line of code didn't work and it was uh, it it was just not satisfying. I gave the same task to chat GPT and I'm not sure that it did better, but at least more human in the way that it helped. It didn't. (laughs) More human in its presentation. Yeah. It's, I mean, it was, it was like someone, like someone who wants to help you and is trying to figure out like what questions you're asking. Mm, Oh, that's me. Yeah. I mean, Bard was more like, uh, maybe it's, I don't know if it's the problem with Bard or with Gemini, but it was more like, if a piece of JavaScript doesn't work, it can fail for many reasons. These reasons include, say, dude, you wrote this line of code. You can tell me how what went wrong with it. I'm not giving you a line of code that I Don't created. Don't ask me for it, dude. Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> And it's, and it's weird because like the there's another part of it that we'll probably talk maybe we'll talk about this next week because we're running long on time, but just as significant was another paper on uh, I yes yeah I'm uh, waiting for you to get to that part yeah uh, <laughs> I know on, on, on a uh, on another uh, aspect of Gemini called uh, 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 called Alpha Code Two this is like you remember that DeepMind like. Early, in the early days, they decided, "Hey, we're going to create AI that plays the the, the game of Go at a, at a professional level." And wow, that means you you think the computer you can sell computers? That no, no, no. It's because it's a good it's a good challenge. Uh, it's something that can uh, it's a good litmus test of all the skills that we're trying to do. And so they created a version, uh, an articulation of Gemini called Alpha Code, 
in this case, Alpha, AlphaCode 2, that's designed to beat humans at competitive coding contests. And it's and of course, there's lots of, oh, with, they, they claim they can outperform 85% of human competitors versus a little over 51% for the previous version of AlphaCode. But that's that's not what we're talking about here. Um, in the paper and the video about that, they're saying, and uh, it's, they said it's 60, it can beat 60% of humans as is. But then when you ask Alpha Code 2 to correct and fix, to look, examine and fix its own code, that jumps up to 85%. And I'm like, why would I want it not? Why would I not want it to automatically check its own code for errors? Are you saying that you're just giving me code without asking, without figuring out whether it's going to work or not? So, it's it's interesting. I, I wasn't blown away, but that's not what, what we're. What I think all of us are learning with AI AI chatbots is that oftentimes it's how you how you how what kind of prompt you give it. You have to be very very specific and what you want it to do, and also that it's going to be a collaborative process. This is annoying. Yeah, it is because it just sounds like another thing that I have to learn how to program, which. But I guess that's, I guess I'm going to have to adapt. If I'm going to adapt to this new world, I'm going to have to figure it out. I'm going to have to figure out how to talk to Google. <laughs> I, I, I do, I do wonder. I'll come back next week and let you know if I got access to any of that new stuff on the Pixel 8 Pro. I feel like we Please. should have a part two yeah, about this absolutely. because there's so much to talk about and there's going to be more that's coming out, including Andy, the information about whether it was real <laughs> yeah we'll 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 talk about that they they might have, yeah. they might have fud, uh, as expected they might have fudged a few things again to try to make it to try to get the message across which i thought was kind of uh, odd but that's okay i mean uh, after again with this being like now two exactly day and a half old i still mm-hmm. think that it did what it had to do like uh, google stock went up 5% well, excuse me 5 points based yep. on this news Anyone who's saying who's now saying, "Oh gosh, they fell behind. They've fallen behind in the race against Chat GPT." It's going. OpenAI has been handed a victory. It's like, no, it really is a two-person race. They've done something very interesting, and now, <laughs> just just like the iPhone pushes Android, and the iPhone and the and and Android pushes Android. It's it's Android pushes iPhone. It is very late. It is one fifty-eight in the morning when I as I record this. Uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be fun to see hopefully they both challenge each other to create things that are useful and practical and help people who have very little power to have a little bit more power than they had before. And it's not a race to see who can destroy entire professions and industries and humanity first by not check by not like having safeties. Yeah. I feel like that is a good place to put a cork in it. I agree. Yeah. Okay. We're going to put a cork in it because we're going to put a cork into this bottle of wine that we opened up during the this podcast. I know that we said that Andy was drinking tea and I was drinking water, but somewhere in the midst of talking about Gemini, we actually took a break. You didn't even notice. And I went and I got out a really nice uh, bottle of wine. And now Andy and I are going to go drink that wine in the members only episode. I don't. I'm just going far with the metaphor. I and, apologize. And it's it's a chilled bottle of rosé. We are going to be getting caught up Love on it. all the Bravo reality series that we're been at, on our on our DVRs. He's got. He's helping me. He's helping me get through this <laughs> with a little excitement. I love it. Thank you. 
Hey, don't forget that um, we've got a sale on memberships uh, here at the Relay FM Network. Don't forget to go to giverelay.com. You have until December 15th. Mark your calendars. Uh, as for the rest of the week, Andy, what have you got going on you'd like to let people know about? Uh, I'm on NPR again next week, uh, Thursday at 1230 Eastern time. Go to WGBHnews.org live or later to go listen to that. It's not the library, so you can't watch it live, but that's okay. You can have your own winter wonderland at your own office or industrial park, wherever you happen to live. Uh, And uh, yeah, to go, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not out of x yet i've just I've, i will check I, because people people sometimes like at me to like message I me i will i dip in, it's become facebook for me i dip in like once a week or two just to see if anybody's talking to me and then re- respond to them but yeah mostly i not go on blue sky and i not go on threads and i not go on instagram I've been really enjoying having Andy come over to the threads side of things. Um, I wish I could see you on Blue Sky, but that algorithm, still figuring <laughs> it out. Uh, I'm over there on those platforms as well at Oh That Flow. If you'd like to look for me, I'm also on TikTok and Instagram. Feel free to add me there. Uh, I'd also like to thank our editor, Jim, this week for letting us have the extra day for all this news to pop off (laughs) yes so thankfully everything worked out this week thank you everyone for waiting for us this week and for for taking us in now that we've published this podcast we it is it is our delight to be able to bring you this show every week in your ear no matter how late we record it honestly and sincerely thank you for listening I think that's it for the week, Andy. We should probably say goodbye. Everybody have a happy, safe, and healthy seven days. We will see you back here next week. Have a holly jolly.